Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. It is Friday, February 19th, and I am very um, excited today to be dialing in Katie Jezanowski from My Superfoods. And uh, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. And where are you dialing in from today again? I am calling in from Summit, New Jersey. Summit, Snowy New Jersey. Summit. Yep. Snowy summit. Um, yes, there's been a lot of uh, weather all across the country right now. Um, so your your company is My Superfoods Company. That's that's what yep. that is. What is My Superfood? So we make superfoods for super kids. We have uh, three lines of organic snacks for kids: cookies, granola bites, and mini popcorn chips. That's fun. So what what um, what made you want to start a food brand? Oh, so um, back in 2009, I was living in Manhattan, pregnant with twins. And uh, as you can do in New York, um, in anything you're doing, you can find people online doing exactly what you're doing, however weird it may be. And so there was uh, an online mom-to-be group, uh, twin mom subset, and a further subset delivering within three months of each other. Sylvia, my business partner, was on bed rest at the time, looking to just make her way downstairs for a coffee, put a note out to the group, and five of us showed up to say hello. And so we became friends over that shared life experience and, um, you know, freaking out about what was to come and found pretty quickly, we delivered within a couple months of each other that we both had a lot of passion around food. We made, made all the food our infants ate. And, um, you know, just became friends. And I left my job in advertising uh, just before I had my daughters. She stayed in banking for 14 months after her son and daughter were born, but then left with the intent to start a company. That was kind of what she was doing. I was out there, you know, not totally loving the stay-at-home mom thing. It was not 100% for me, but I was kind of shaming myself through that process, uh, not really knowing what to do next. And she came over, the kids had a play date, um, for, you know, 18 month old droolers rolling around on the floor. And we just started talking about companies and she thought maybe baby food. But in 2009, for anyone who has kids, um, that are around 10 years old, that's when squeezy pouches completely took over the world. I mean, literally I remember they were just this little strip on the end of the aisle at Whole Foods. And then they were the entire aisle. And so baby food companies were doing it right. You know, they were transparent, they were clean, they were organic, they were doing what we wanted them to do. But what about after baby food? So we had this great chat. We were talking about what we wanted as consumers, as mothers. Then she went home and she sent me a text later that night that said, do you want to do this with me? And I turned to my husband and I said, do what? And we met the next day and the notebook I brought with me is about three feet from my left arm. And we just started going. So, so super kids, Yeah, this is a, a fun sort of piece of your branding. And can you talk a little bit about like developing that? Yeah. So actually in this notebook, we tossed around the idea of 
you know, wanting to build a portfolio of snacks. We never wanted to start out as, you know, a farmer's market baking from our homes type brand. We wanted to be a brand that people kind of came to know and trust, but we also knew that kids as young as two and three influence purchases. Um, I knew that from my advertising background and further research that we did when we were starting. And so we, we knew we wanted to make it fun. We tossed around a lot of different words, um, but super is kind of a fun word to say. It has a lot of different fun meanings, superheroes, um, and also superfoods. And it literally was just a brainstorm kind of around all of those things. And we wanted to, you know, we, we never would have started the company in, until we were mothers. And so our kids were the reason that we were starting this. So we created these little characters um, and we modeled each one after one of our own children. And so, you know, the little purple super girl is my daughter, Rachel. And her super kid name is Oxy Ray because she fights antioxidants with her little blueberry shield. So, right. you know, we, I remember sitting around looking at the backs of boxes when I was eating my cereal or my snacks. And so we have these little characters and these stories for the kids um, because they're very much a part of the brand. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're quite a lot of fun. I, and Thanks. Um, that was something that really stood out to me. Um, you know, I was doing some homework on you all. Um, and then how do you sort of apply that into your storytelling and your marketing and, and how, does it go into the products themselves as well? Like how do you kind of integrate the characters? Cause we're sort of doing that here, you know, with a, we have saw the sticker ball. It's, it's how do you introduce things that are non-literal in a way to your brand and to sell this product? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, right off the bat, the colors, right? So we want everything to be bright and fun and colorful, um, there seems to be this trend. We saw it a lot with the baby food. And I think the, the trend being like a clean white label or even brown label kind of pulling on that natural, uh, tendency, I think. Um, so as parents, we were seeing that a lot in baby food, I think to imply the cleanness of the products, the ingredients. Right. Um, but we have since seen it in, you know, kids brands and, I guess, traditional adult brands. And so, you know, we like, we, we know our kids like fun colors. And so that's always, you know, been in everything that we've done. Um, our super cookies or my super cookies are actually shaped like the super kids. So that's really fun to watch little kids eat who don't know that anyone's watching them eat because they're always eating the heads first. It doesn't matter what it's this funny little thing that I think that's we all awesome. did with animal crackers. So I go straight for the head. I don't know. It like gives us some strange joy. Um, so that's like obviously the the biggest infusion of the super kids into the brand. Um, and you know, our, we now have six kids between us. Um, they're telling us what they like and what they don't like. So any innovation, you know, they're the first ones we go to. Right. That's cool. And and you know, uh, folks, if you're listening here, it's mysuperfoodcompany.com. I want to stay with the cookies here for a minute because these are. Yeah cookies i cookies are good um, <laughs> um just in general it doesn't like cookies i i'm a girl i'm a cookie dad uh, for a girls for a brownie so i've been, been doing cookies for a few years but like these are these are a year-round thing and you got to figure out how to way to make them without sort of that pent-up demand uh make people want them right girl scout cookies aside um I, the way you package these things up you've got variety boxes you're selling them in 50 packs which is it, which is interesting right because mm -hmm. you're yep. shipping those um and we'll get to shipping and logistics especially we talk about that all the time on the show, but um, 
how did you, when did you decide to productize stuff like this? Or was that always the plan? Like, uh, I'm sorry, you got the single box, whatever. Yep, right. And then the variety packs, which are kind of cute, and you have like a little throw-in in there too with like seasonal stuff. Yeah, so um, the first product was um, my super snacks. Those are granola bites as a soft baked, um, kind of like a soft baked bar in bite-sized pieces. Um, that we first created in a single serve pouch. And almost immediately we're asked, can we get these in a bigger bag? And it was like, well, you know, different um, reasons why that couldn't happen right away. And so then we, you know, took that couple of years of product knowledge and then we launched the super cookies a couple of years later and uh, it was in a family size box. And the very first question we got was, can we get these in a smaller bag? So we realized you can't we, win. <laughs> you just want what you don't see. You yeah. just want, I want to see all of it and then I can choose, um, right. which True. I get it. I do the same thing as a consumer. You know, right. I always want like some other option just to see which one I like better. Uh, fortunately, the customers have kind of spoken and we've been able to navigate through that. Um, one thing that, you know, we recently announced to our um, email subscribers and on social media is that the boxes of my super cookies are actually going away. Uh, the cookies themselves are here to stay, but the smaller bags have spoken. You know, that's just far and away more successful. I think um, no surprise, people like single serve. That's a pretty common thing that we see across all categories. Um, we're not so on the go these days, but I think we all hope to be again. So, um, you know, that certainly has continued to trend over the last year of, you know, uh, global pandemic life. And so, you know, as a small business, we have to make those choices, especially now to optimize. And so, you know, we're always thinking about that, you know, what our capabilities are and then what our customers ultimately want. That's interesting too. And that, you know, we've been talking a lot about this on the show for the last year almost now, which is astonishing. Um, how figuring all that out like you, you have a recent post um that you know we were talking a little bit before the show but i, I read it and, it and it's interesting you're talking about how you know this is our space we packed everything up we almost released you know these are tough business decisions that are outside of making like cool shaped cookies that kids like right that that's the part that you like get jazz about and you go out or whatever you're that's what you sell yeah right but then there's the thing that keeps you going you talk about how what an accomplishment is to have a space that's yeah. a big deal, especially when you're in all these bootstrap businesses that I talk to. It's like, I'm in my kitchen or, you know, or I'm totally. in a cottage. And then it's like, oh, we got a space. And now it's like, and I love coming back to our old customers to talk about that. Mm. So there's a big roller coaster there. So talk, talk to me a little bit about like what's next. How do you plan that? And, and things are kind of settling a little bit. But let's yeah. talk back through like, you know, April, May of last year. Yeah. I mean, you know, those six kids that we have, um, they were home. You know, March 12th, we packed them up from school and they came home. So, you know, to be honest, even if there was a space that was available to us, which by the way, there was, we couldn't get there, you know, back then, especially it wasn't even like, um, you know, we both had part-time help and, you know, even that stopped because also, by the way, we're very grateful that we could make those choices because a lot of people couldn't, we could yeah. go home and we could, you know, do what, what we all thought we were supposed to do. Um, and so we did. Um, and you know, that story is really important for us to go back to because 
that January, last January, our landlord who we had been with in two separate spaces for five for five and a half years, sent the lease to renew the space for another three years. And we had every intention of signing it. We had one or two things that we thought maybe we could talk to him about doing this, but it was so minor. There was literally no reason why we didn't sign it. We had every intention of staying. Um, and then Q1 2020 got very busy, which was great. And it just got buried under a pile of my desk. And we didn't have to sign till October. So, you know, no, he wasn't upset about it and no one was asking. And, you know, thank goodness we didn't because we ended up not being able to get out of that lease. And um, the lease ended in November. So we ended up, you know, making it through and paying off that lease. But I don't know what would have happened if we had to pay for a space that we couldn't use right. you know, for three more years. But it is a big deal. I mean, we started the company out of our apartments in New York. We both moved to New Jersey. We we worked out of the house that I'm in right now in a different room uh, for a while. And then, you know, we were in an office and I, it is a big deal. It, it right. is a way bigger deal than I think you could ever realize unless you've done it. Like it's such a big deal to open a door to a space that's just for this idea that you had one day that you brought to life. So it was just as big of a deal, I think, to close that door. But, um, you know, there's there's literally no time for guessing about what's going to happen in the future. It's just like tactical, get through the next phase. Yeah. And, you know, we're all I couldn't be in my studio. Right. You know, like I've, I've really only recorded a couple episodes in the last year and we've all made it work. And, and uh, like you say, we're all I'm very thankful that I was able to. And, you know, it's not law that is not lost on me. Our, our business has continued as well. And that's one of the great success stories that I'm I'm proud of uh, with what we've been able to do here. But then for for also for our customers who had to make these really hard choices, it sounds like this was um you know, kind of one of those decisions that is made for you too, though, right? which, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of nice in a yeah. fortuitous way, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but that that was, you know, and again, folks, if you go to it's my superfoods on um, on Instagram, if you want to check it out, that's the handle at my yep. superfoods, um, mm-hmm. and we'll recap that at the end. I thought that was a very telling story, um, and you know, your social is a wash, of course, with beautiful photos and uh, all that stuff. Who who sort of when you're doing entrepreneurial work and you said you have a co-founder, right? Um, yep. uh, I, do you have other, is it just the two of you? Uh, at the moment, it's the two of us and uh, uh, one of our employees who um, is now on a part-time basis, unfortunately. But, um, right. you know, we, we had to make some uh, some tough cuts. Uh, right. And um, yeah, so we're, we're down to the OG. Right. And so, but you're not baking, you're not baking. No, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. no, no you know no. what I mean? That's yeah. what I meant too. Like, so how does that part oh, of no. the business run itself? Yeah, we have a uh, co-packer partners for all of our products. Um, oh, nice. So all of that, I mean, that part, honestly, being in food, it was this weird thing to be a food brand when people were like clearing shelves of stores last spring, you know, panicking. all <laughs> were. Yeah. And so you're you're kind of like, are we are our partners gonna stay open? You know, right. what if everybody there gets sick? And you know, by some miracle, one of our partners had to shut down. They shut down for three weeks when they needed to shut for two, just to be overly conservative. But that was it for the whole year. I mean, packaging partners and ingredients. I mean, you know, that's pretty incredible. I think. Um, 
the hard part for us. And I think, you know, some people, I don't think they've, you know, maybe expressed so much wonder, but, you know, we are a food brand, so we can operate. And that's amazing because a lot of small businesses can't or couldn't. Right. However, we're in this weird, you know, healthy snack space that, um, you know, shelves of the stores, the pastas and the beans and the sauces and the baked goods were all being wiped away. And people were kind of turning back to their nostalgic, decadent treats. Right. And so these organic snacks were like, wait a minute, <laughs> don't forget about us. But, right. um, you know, it was, it's, it hasn't been easy because, um, you know, there's not as many people in the store. There's a lot of people getting other people to shop for them. Right. We're a discovery brand. We're a small new brand. We rely on sampling programs that are no longer and right. all of those things. So, um, you know, that I think has been the biggest hurdle for us and the reason why it's, it's been a tough year. Right. And I, yeah, I can only imagine. Um, well, when you said getting the word out and, and getting your brand out there and we were talking about the heroes, um, that that's actually what drew me to your story was I, I saw these superheroes come around, yeah, right. And I I I love iconography like that. I have kids, um, so there's a lot of superheroes in my life. But mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to see superheroes that are original. So that's why I was like, what is all this? Um, <laughs> you know, and that's why I reached out. Um, what um what are you doing with these stickers that you've printed out? Yeah, so we um you know the the beautiful space you see behind me that our listeners cannot see. It is beautiful, by the way. I'm going to, she's not joking. It looks clean and it looks efficient. It looks like a place where people do work. So that's important. Yeah, that's important. There's a lot of work happening here. So, um, this was a home office. I moved everything out. And, um, when we emptied our office, we have a storage space that's holding a lot of things, but I basically took everything that could fit into this room to recreate a place to relaunch our website to offer e-commerce and to let our customers find us uh, for the first time it launched at the end of September. Um, and every single order is packed right behind me. And I've had pallets of product delivered to my driveway. I have, um, you know, been working with packaging companies. I, my UPS driver, I already knew before, but I'm getting to know a lot more because they're coming several times a week to pick up, you know, porchfuls of order. Uh, orders. Um, but those stickers I'm able to put in boxes and I'm able to include, you know, notes and thank yous and all the little things that we couldn't do if someone else was doing it. So Sylvia and I were just talking earlier. Um, you know, the hope is to obviously grow it to a point that we can pass it off to someone. The worst problem that happens is this becomes too much for me. But uh, for now, you know, it's really nice to have that contact with customers in a time that we really are grateful for our customers. Um, so, you know, a little surprise sticker goes a long way. It's, as you know, it's, um, it's a, they're really high quality. So they're kind of nice to, to hold and to feel. And they, you can put them on your water bottle or your notebook or the art project that you just created. And, you know, I have kids. I know that they like stickers and they're fun and um, so it's a nice little surprise. We also, you know, have other things that we're starting to use them for. So I think stickers are just a nice way to, to set, send a little extra message. Yeah. I can see them all laid out on one sticker sheet too. I was like, Oh, there's so right. many fun, there's so many fun <laughs> things to do. And then right. you can even like productize them too. Uh, but it's yeah. fun to, it's fun to get, it's nice to 
give a moment of delight for that. That's a big deal for yeah. us, and we talk a lot about that here. Um, uh, but you're also in stores, or we're in stores. I mean, there's a store locator on this. You said this brand new site, which is you know gets it going. What does that do for you? So uh, we are in um, some stores, but mm. you know our strategy at this point is focused on e-commerce. Totally. Thankfully, we've uh, quite a bit of our business. Um, it comes from Amazon. Um, uh, we also uh, work with Thrive Market, which is a great. Um, okay. e-commerce retailer if you haven't checked them out and you like organic food you definitely should mm-hmm. I'm a customer of theirs myself um, and those businesses you know really did take off for us last year we were already you know those were already two of our strong partners mm-hmm. um, our own site as you can imagine is a small piece of that pie but it was growing um, right. and you know we have you know some other e-commerce and outside of traditional retail partners but uh, we do work with Whole Foods. We do work with HEB, um, but we're, you know, our, I think the growth of our business is coming from our e-commerce at this point. That's fun. So how how are you? Uh, well, it's also good to have you know a focus, right? Um, yeah. And you, you yes. can own that customer journey a little bit better. Um, so you've been able to negotiate those partnerships. Some of those are you know big names um, and Amazon pretty crowded, but once you've got customer loyalty and that whole like reorder where it's just like add to the, whatever that feature is where it's like a subscription. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Thank you. That was like, I know I used to work in subscription business, but like yeah. Yeah, getting people to subscribe stuff is just one less layer that they have to do. Yeah. Um, how, so as you continue to sort of fine tune your website, what, what kind of um, testing and or like advertising experiments do you try with with that because again you said food is especially this pre-packaged thing um i think there's a pretty big demand for that especially now because of the sanitary you know what i mean um yeah absolutely how do you how are you testing and, and experimenting so the the nice thing for us is that because you know i'm literally the one packing it up we just today we're talking about well maybe we can launch a small uh, sampler of you know the my super snack line those are our best sellers in in the top three categories those three flavors so what if we just put together a small box of a few of each of them mm. um, you know those types of things like the variety box that you were mentioning before the large variety box is also one of our top five sellers um, we offer a winter version of, with a snowman mask and a postcard to send to someone that you haven't been able to see and you know those That's tiny cute. touches are very easy for us to just light up literally all I need to do is make sure I have the pieces and I can just add it to the website so right. That part's pretty cool because that allows us to test it a little bit and see, can we scale this? And then, you know, we have um, also more variety boxes that we're starting to create for Amazon and those are really taking off. So I think, um, you know, there's something about that gifting, you know, Mm. especially now, but also just in general, um, you know, the the variety of it, uh, that's been really cool to be able to, to put into practice. That's fantastic, yeah. Especially when it's a low um, uh, amount of effort for you. I mean, you have to come together with all that. But if you're the one doing it, then if it was your idea, yeah. it doesn't go through four chains of command to just get right. To and that. it's it's not you know I have all the pieces. Maybe I need a, a different size box, or I need those you know extra little touches of the components that we add in. But for me to try it is you know a very low bar of entry um instead of making sure that someone's completely set up to, to ship 500 um which is yeah. you know up front you know that's why uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so we've kind of walked through quite a bit of, especially your site and just you know where you're where you're um, where you've been. Um, there is a a great conversation here about what you're doing for social causes, and I wanted to sort of um, talk to you a little bit about that because I think this is something that's not necessarily new for businesses, but if it's it feels like it's very front and center right now. It, yeah. As part of just a brand or as anything, almost from the start for a lot of businesses. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what brought you to that? So that was um, right away. Um, that was, um, you know, a very early conversation between Sylvia and I about wanting to um, do something around the, the fact that we were, one, able to start a company like this and two, able to make it really healthy and nutritious knowing that it was going to be more expensive than a conventional snack and therefore less accessible to everyone. So um, the conversation was pretty short. We landed on, you know, addressing the issue of hunger. Um, So we partnered with the Food Bank of New York City initially. Um, We, you know, like start where you are. And then we had the intention of growing the food bank partnerships as often as we could, as far as we could, with whatever made sense. So the next one was the Community Food Bank of New Jersey because we moved there. And then we worked with Alaska Airlines for four years. Um, We had a bar version of our super snack in their kids choice box in flight. That's cool. So we partnered with a food bank in Seattle and that's where they were headquartered. And um, they also had a, a mission around hunger. So that was like a great partnership for us. And just it's kind of grown from there. We have six partners now. And, you know, we um, have sort of tallied among the financial donations that we've donated over 250,000 or 30,000 meals. But we also have donated our time. We donate our products. Um, You know, there's certainly whenever we can locally, um, you know, it's, it's hard to think about, you know, ending hunger. Um, but we try not to let that stop us from doing something that, you know, can make a difference as far as addressing it. Um, because we didn't want to say, well, cause you do, you have the conversation, like, well, we're such a small brand, you know, like, well, we're just getting started, you know, but it's kind of like, so what, you know, just get in there and, right. and do something. Sure. Sure. And also it just gives you a little bit more motivation. Um, yeah. how is that, uh, that like pack a lunch social campaign? Is that, how, how does that, does that work? So, you know, I wish it worked better, to be honest. Um, <laughs> we all, like, I do. The, you know, us in the social media world, it's like, whatever is going to work for people to, like, engage, you know, because this one's good. This is, like, very positive and yeah. relatively simple. All you have to do is tag the person after you bought it or whatever. Yep, that's it. People love to take these lunch pictures. Come on. You know they what I mean? Like, it. you're doing it anyway. Yeah. But to me, honestly, it's like, I want it to work, like, a billion times. Well, you know? right. That's what you're saying. Right. But there have been lots and lots of people who discover our brand. And it's actually the first thing that they're talking about on social media before they're even saying, like, I like this thing. <laughs> they maybe even haven't right. tried the product, but they like the idea of, you know, so the, the campaign is pack a lunch, give back a lunch. All you have to do is tag us on social media at my superfoods. And, you know, we go through um, a couple times a year and tally up all those tags. And, you know, the, the hope would be that that would, um, you know, 
really create an impact. And I think someday it can. Yeah, you know, for mean, sure. And people um, are, you know, it's a big TikTok trend. I could just see that. And you got a Pinterest board, you know, <laughs> like right. there's a whole Pinterest board from some peanut butter, but like it's it's already has a life of its own, is what I mean. You know, yeah. so it's it's not an unnatural hashtag. It's not, you know, it, yep. it, it's on brand. But then it's also like, come on, people, <laughs> you know, just engage with us. So we can help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I honestly haven't talked about it that much this last year because not as many people it's, are packing a lunch. No, that's a oh, yeah, good point. I guess it's like you're like, yes, it was working until March. Um, like because, just eat a lunch. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Okay. If, did you eat anything today? <laughs> My kids have no problem with that. They they won't forget a meal. But yes, um, no you know, I I sometimes have to ask myself that question. Um, so that's really positive, though, and it's cool you're able to sort of quantify it. And also, like I said, it's it's a it's a one of those one of our another customer of ours has this great section on their website called Purposeful Passions, and like that that that's something you're passionate about, you know, and yeah. and it gives you purpose. Um, so one thing we haven't really talked about um, is the super pops. Yeah. So that's so just a, another category. Chips. Yeah. Oh, popcorn Another chips. category yeah. that um, launched 2017. Okay. Um, and was our first kind of, you know, a little bit into the savory snack. We got, we got some really good advice pretty early on. We had, you know, that idea of the portfolio of products. Um, and just naturally, I think you start to think, well, what else? And then your brain just goes all over food. But this men she's now become a mentor. Um, she kind of said, Don't leave snacks, just stay in snacks. It's hard for your customer to remember you, you know, anyway. But if you're suddenly in that aisle and this aisle and over here, and it's impossible. So it was such good advice now looking back. And um, you know, we we love the pops because um they're fun size um and you know, they're crunchy and delicious but they're also a puffed product. Mm. So it doesn't have that popcorn texture that's difficult for younger kids. Right. Uh, and as a parent, that's just like, it just takes that out of the equation. So it's uh, kind of the popcorn experience without the popcorn. Yeah, because uh, it's quinoa, yeah. flax, sunflower, chia, and then corn as well. Like that's, it's like a nice mix. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great base. Uh, without that kernel experience that, you know, doesn't always mix well with kids. No, it doesn't. And maybe even some adults. Yeah. And what I was going to say yeah. was, um, how did you come up with that recipe? And, and like, what does that recipe testing and all that stuff look like for you all? You know, because that's maybe the thing that started the thing that you have now yeah. was you were cooking something before you created a business. So how did yeah. this new one come out like that? Well, um, we've gotten much better at the product innovation now because that the first product started literally in my kitchen. I found this really super clean granola bar recipe and then went to Whole Foods and bought every ingredient I could find and just started mixing them up. Um, I would make a batch or two in the morning while my daughters were locked into their high chairs and then I'd pack them up in the double stroller and take them over to Sylvia's apartment. And this is definitely for our... Um, older viewer or older listeners, but her doorman eventually thought that I was a drug dealer <laughs> because I was dropping off unmarked paper bags to her like six times a week. <laughs> and I said, well, what a better cover than a double stroller, but um, no, they're just granola bars. So once we found our food scientist- <laughs> That's he, wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's not a joke. He literally <laughs> called her up and was like, what is happening up there? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. So you got, the stro- you got the stroller. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man. So um, once we found a food scientist and we said, hey, you know, this is the thing that we would like you to help us bring to, you know, shelf stability, because certainly what I made wasn't going to do that. It took him about 25 versions to land on, you know, what we all agreed was an excellent product. And then at the end of that, he said, kind of head in hand, um, next time, can you just tell me kind of what you're aiming for and give me some nutritional guidelines? Because normally this takes me like three or four tries. So we said, oh yeah, sorry, backing into something is actually way harder than we thought it would be. So with the pops, after the cookies, uh, we became very good at, hey, can we try to include these types of ingredients and hit these kind of sodium levels? And, and, you know, we we think that maybe this flavor and this flavor and this flavor would work, but are there other combinations that you think would be, you know, and kind of went from there. And then he helped us develop those products. Nice. Um, so it's a it's a much easier process once you have that background. I think exactly. Now I have to say it. Now these are nice. You got you said at the top that like you, you kind of accordion between like small and big and small sizes and and whatever you know quantities or or however the packaging looks. But what about yeah. those big old bags that you can get at <laughs> Costco? You know what I mean? Like I mean, is that Here's the thing. tell me why that doesn't work? Like for you, for instance, because I that's me because of the way our lives are right now. But like yes. Right. But you said you have three small children, right? So gracious, never in not. your house, snacks are coming in by the pallet. Like just like my house with these orders, you're getting pallets dropped off to your driveway. Eff- effectively, yes. That's like where you. That's why our fifty count sells. I'm, there I'm you go. Going, I mean, I guess that scratches right? that scratches that is so that you have an inventory as like a parent yes. or a provider. And it's just like we know we like this. We know that we like these other, I mean, I have, you know, seven brands at all times. It's not like my kids are, my mm. kids will come in here and eat our snacks regularly. <laughs> but we have a lot of variety, right? Everybody needs more than one thing. Yeah. So anyway, um, we actually talk about those big bags because I will buy them pre a year ago for big parties when I mm. have, or I'm having a group of people over, but or vacation or road trip where you're like, just because then we have it. Yeah. You're going to eat it over a short period of time. Yeah. But popcorn, especially, like you want that to be fresh and really mm. crunchy and amazing. So, or like any sort of chip. Like I think the savory in particular, bigger sometimes means like less crunch. Totally. No, that and makes that sense. No, and you, you explained that. You Great defense of that. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> again, my mind right now, it's again, it's yeah. like, oh, we want a huge thing. But, and that, and more specifically though, because you said that when I'm th- talking about volume or thinking about volume for the scale of your business, that, yeah. um, that Alaskan Airlines thing is very interesting because it's such a captive audience. Yeah. It's an interesting way. Did you find, um, how did that work for your workflows and then also your exposure slash, because that's a very small flying base. That's not Southwest, United. Those are different routes, right? Yeah. Um, how did that work out? Uh, it was amazing. They were really uh, remarkable partners. They, uh, it was year two of our business and they asked us for a meeting at a trade show, mm. which we had never experienced before. And we were kind of like, 
somebody wants like somebody wants to meet with us <laughs> what? Mm. what so we kind of just went into this meeting with these two amazing women and had this incredible conversation where they asked us if we could create a product for them that we weren't currently making and we turned out that we could because of the partnership that we had and we worked it out over the table in that meeting we arrived at a price we, we shook hands and we worked with them for four years which we're told is you know many years longer than most opportunities like that because just because of the captive audience and if you're a Alaska Airlines customer then you're probably you know on like I tend to fly one carrier just because mm -hmm. of the airport that I am near right so it makes sense that they would want the variety and the change um, yeah. so we were very grateful and it was a wonderful experience um, but they're hard they're hard to come by I mean we have since um, you know, sought out several other opportunities like that. And they're, they're tough, you huh. know, because they're very competitive and traditional in a yes. sense, like, even though they want to refresh the menu, it's like Coke or Pepsi, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, who's got the cheaper price of right. like for the distributor and, and you end up, yes. So are there like brokerages for that? Or you said you met them at a trade show, but is there a way to, there are. Get, yeah, yeah. I figured there's a way there to, are, um, we, we've, um, you know, made the attempt in the past with no success. And this, mm. it's just one of those things that literally just happened. Um, Great case it, study though. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean and, and also you're like, okay, so the, if this, then what about yes. something similar? So that's very well, cool. It's a great, also a great case study for, um, we were at a trade show that wasn't traditionally organic food for kids. And it was like, a, let's give this a try and see if it works out. And the reason that they found us on the list of companies, thousands of companies, is because there weren't very many companies like us and we happened to be what they were looking for right then. Yeah. So it's a great case study for sometimes go where the other people aren't or try something new. Don't just, you know, certainly look at what your competition is doing. I think that's always important, but then also like just go somewhere else and do something else sometimes. But stay with snacks. Stay or whatever, snacks. right? Or whatever yes. that, like the yes. guiding light, the North Star. It's like, yeah. we'll go over here, but it's like we're staying with snacks. Yeah. Um, very cool. I, I That is neat. I love that little anecdote. Um, I want to kind of get back to our dear friends here and your characters yeah. just one last time, <laughs> just because I, that's where this story starts. You know, this is our little tagline is every sticker has a story. This is the story of these, these, um, these super kids, which I, again, speaks to me a lot as a parent, but I think this story is interesting from, from the food perspective, of course. Um, now, do they go on adventures? Like, do they have their own little narrative or is there, you know what I mean? So, yes. Um, so when we, when we knew that we wanted this team of super kids, we actually wrote out little stories about each of them. And of course, like using our little almost two-year-old kids as the inspiration, but Sylvia's husband also worked in advertising or still does and was able to get us a meeting with an animation company. Mm. And we, uh, they were in the city and we walked over and we said, you know, we have this idea we have these stories and we shared them and they put this, the project out to everyone on their staff as like a, you know, it was a, it was a ridiculously small fee that they charged yeah. us for like the, the award-winning work that they were putting out. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And, and but like, it's like a reverse RFP kind of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was an insane moment. Right. Um, and 
everyone on staff drew a team of super kids. And then we came back in a couple of weeks later and we sat down and they put these gigantic boards in front of us and they had all the little samples. And Sylvia and I looked at each other and then we looked at the boards in front of us and we both picked the teams of the super kids that you know today that are the stickers that you've made. And that was it. And so we always, because I think because it was an animation company, we always dreamed of, you know, little webisodes and little adventures and, you know, but limited resources. Totally. You know, but, but, so but yes, you answered the question though, because it's there, it started, uh, it sounds a little naturally and organically to, 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 you came up with the stories, little narratives about each person, their background, but then, you know, by, by their very design and what they are, I mean, I can see these. I can just see them moving. Like there's motion in them, and that's what's neat too about a static graphic. As a someone who loves design and teaches design and writes and talks to people about design, this is my job. Um, I really, I really like that. Um, now you said you have six kids, but there's five here. I know. So Sylvia, I have two girls. The two that we spoke about in the beginning of the story, and she has since had Another, two more. Yeah. Um, and the youngest is three. So okay. you know, we just haven't quite. Done around too and thankfully she's young enough to not really (laughs) no one's feeling left out that's not what i'm getting at it's just more it's more of that means there's a fun uh, addition to that that's right um but because of those shapes and this makes me think of custom shapes because of again what we do here is cutting things in custom shapes with those um those super cookies back to the animal cracker biting the head off phenomenon this is like a custom dye imprinting process to create this thing what what how did that happen how did that because that seems like it's very complicated truthfully it's well i'll tell you it costs about as much as buying a car which made us both fall off our chairs but it i've seen it in action it's really cool uh it looks it's built like a giant um rolling pin so it's it's obviously much bigger. It's probably six, eight feet across. Whatever. Six, it's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, right. And every inch of it is a shape of a super kid. And so when the dough comes through, it just rolls over them, and then mm. just you know the excess is taken off, and the cookies go down through the oven. So it's pretty cool to see, um, and it's just fun to watch. But yeah, I, I, I want to see that video. I can't wait someday <laughs> when when you could do an on-site video shoot like. Because yeah. people love when we do just our lasers cutting those things. Like, that's oh, very, yeah. very popular for our, so, speaking of social engagement, which is the nut we're never going to crack on this show. Obviously, anyone who listens, we talk about this pretty much every week um, because it's a moving target, right? And and the culture is always defining what we can even talk about and what's trendy. Yeah. But when it comes to things that we know people love, it's like that laser on that machine could do it every they, day. They love it. We're not going to do it every day, but we could do it every day. And I, I look forward to seeing that video on your site. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool to see in person. Just like you I think finally, about how food's made. I, yeah. I finally found one really close up on, on your Instagram now from October 11th. That one's very good. Um, yeah. yeah the, the detail, the level of detail in the costume and stuff is just like spot on to even the sticker to the, to the design on the package. Yeah, it's just, that, that process was tough, you know, working with that, the mold company you know, mm. to say like, well, you know, we don't want to lose that whole part of their face. Can we, you know, whatever. So it's not easy. I love it. Oh, wow. That's just so fun. Um, so yeah, that again, we've covered a lot of ground. So I thank you for uh, sharing all this amazing information. Um, and, you know, of course we appreciate your business, right? I mean, absolutely. that's neat. And I'm looking forward to seeing those stickers in the wild. That's um, right. 
so that'll be fun um Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us. And, of course, uh, thank you to Sylvia uh, as well for what both of you have created here. Um, I, and your, I'm sure your customers thank you as well. So on behalf of your customers, wow. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you um, so much. Um, we already said it's com, and then at MySuperFoods on Instagram. Is that your, like, favorite social? What of the – you have five up yeah. there. It's Instagram mostly. And then, you know, it's, it's, everything's on Facebook as well. But I, I'm, if you DM me, you're going to hear back from me. Right. If you're going to, if you're going to watch our stories, you're going to see my face. Um, and so, yeah, it's, right. uh, it's really me out there. It's mostly Instagram, I would say, is where most of my time is spent. Fantastic. Well, um, we'll be following your story. Everybody else out there as well, check them out. And, um, you know, enjoy some super food and super kids. Uh, That's right. Thanks, Andrew. Um, like we say every time on the show, every sticker has a story. This time, again, it is the super kids. So um, we will see you next time. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic. 